Welcome to the Automation Unplugged podcast, the podcast for technology professionals featuring leading industry personalities. I'm your host, Ron Callis. Today's show features Jason McGraw, Group Vice President for Cedia Expo and the KBiz Show at Emerald. Prior to managing the Cedia Expo show for Emerald, Jason spent 25 years with the Audiovisual and Integrated Experience Association, also known as Avixa, most recently as Senior Vice President of Exposition and Event Services, where he led the Infocom show. We live streamed this interview on the One Firefly Facebook page on Wednesday, May 26, 2021 at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. In this conversation, we discussed, will there actually be a CDS show? Current health and safety protocols in place for the show. What to expect for the 2021 CDS Expo and some of the top brands that will be attending the Cedia Expo, including Crestron, Lutron, Savant, and of course, yours truly, One Firefly. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do as well. Let's jump into my interview with Jason McGraw. Jason, how are you, sir? Doing great, Ron. Thanks for the opportunity to join you today. So is there a show happening? In fact, there is. It's exciting. We are actually going to be live in person, September 1 through 3 in Indianapolis. I get that question a lot. Is there really a show? Is there really a show happening? That's awesome. We are having a show. So yes. thrilled to do so. Um, let's jump in real quick. What is what is your area of responsibility? I mean, I read your title, but in the in the Emerald universe, and for a lot of our listeners, they may not be that familiar with Emerald and kind of who and what Emerald is. And some people listening may not even know that Emerald bought the CD Expo a few years ago. <laughs> so maybe fill, fill us in on those details. Yeah. So, uh, you know, back in 2017, um, Emerald acquired the show from the Cedia uh, Association. Uh, that being said, the show is still called Cedia Expo. Cedia Association is still intimately involved in the planning of the show and having their conference programming at the show, booth, membership activities. And we work very closely with the CDA staff and organization to welcome and host the CDA members, the CDA industry at large, and of course, the, the manufacturers and integrators and design consultants and everyone who comes uh, to the event every year. So uh, Emerald is one of the largest uh, event and publisher uh, organizers uh, in North America. We host uh, over 100 events annually. Um, just starting to get back to having in-person events. The last year, of, of course, has been uh, hugely devastating for the live event industry, uh, you know, and, and still, you know, having a recovery efforts underway as events start to come back online in, in cities across the country, uh, which is hugely positive and, and you know, the trade show industry employs millions of people. Uh, you know, you, you don't honestly think about it, but let's just take a second. You know, people who work at the convention center, the laborers, the trade unions, the people who work in the hotels, people who work in catering, in the travel industry, the entertainment industry, the bars and restaurants. I mean, everything that you can think of, if you've traveled to a trade show, 
that you touch, see, do, interact with, um, you know, has uh, implications in, in the economy. And uh, so that's why trade shows are certainly vital to that, but also they're a catalyst for the marketplace uh, that each event serves. And, um, you know, when you can connect buyers and sellers together, you can provide education and networking opportunities, the opportunity for brands to show their newest products. Um, it's just an unparalleled uh, chance to, uh, to get a lot of value in a short period of time. And so we're excited about bringing events back together. You know, this past year we had a pivot. Everybody did to create virtual events and try to connect online. And we've all been living online like this, uh, connecting in our daily The word, the lives. term zoomed out is uh, probably spoken at least once a day by everyone I know. They're zoomed out. Sure. You know, and, and so, you know, we're excited about events. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I just joined the organization this past November, but prior to that, and for many, many years, 25 years combined, I managed the Infocom uh, professional AV show with Avixa. And uh, I have attended CD Expo many times in the past and worked very closely with the organization uh, on the Integrated Systems Europe show that I helped to launch back in the day. And um, I have a CTS uh, certification, very much an AV geek myself, love technology, um, love uh, learning about new products and new solutions. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you might see a little bit of guitar on the wall back there. Uh, Used to be in a band back in college. I used to be a sound man. I was involved in in theater arts when I was in high school and college. So, um, and maybe that's why I'm so much a Pam. But um, <laughs> I, I do love technology. I'm very passionate about it. And so for me, this is somewhat of a dream job to be able to organize uh, the industry gathering uh, at Cedia Expo. So that's why I'm I'm personally very motivated to uh, have the show come back together this September and uh, to see everything firsthand because it'll be two years since, uh, you know, we gathered uh, last in Denver in 2019. And as you mentioned, there just haven't been opportunities uh, for the industry to gather or to connect in person, to, to shake hands, have a beer, uh, learn, uh, you know, we've been doing it all online and, um, and that's, and it's been great, but you know, there is not a replacement for uh, in-person events. So, so I mean, I, I can recall back maybe in the height or, you know, back some months, maybe many months at this point, you know, w when all of the shows worldwide were getting canceled, you know, there was certainly out there in the ether this idea, maybe trade shows are dead. Maybe trade shows, the time for trade shows, maybe their day has come and gone. Um, what, what, what's your rebuttal to, hopefully you're not offended by that statement. But uh, uh, what's your rebuttal or your response to that? Uh, not at all, Ron. Uh, and I've heard that one for actually a couple decades, actually. couple decades. Uh, all right. So this is know, not a COVID thing. You know, ever since discussions of, you know, uh, online, uh, you know, virtual events or meetings, uh, digital, you know, every time there's uh, an advancement in technology, well, that's going to put face-to-face uh, face -face events out of business. Um, and I kind of chuckle at that because, you know, tell that to CES or NAB or Infocom or Cedia. Tens of thousands of people, professionals, still gather, even though they have all these digital tools. 
still come together repeatedly year after year to see and experience things firsthand. Touch a product, feel it, talk to somebody face-to-face, share a beverage, have a dinner, go to a party. Uh, You just cannot do that online and have the same kind of uh, experience. And there's also the serendipity, frankly, of of coming to an in-person event strolling the aisles, you know, of course, you're going to go see the brands that you plan and schedule to have meetings with and see their latest product. But then you're, you're touring hundreds of exhibits and you're like, wow, that's cool. I never knew about them before. I never saw that product or I had this need and I'm trying to find a solution. The ROI of going on a trip to one place at one time to see hundreds of brands in person as from an attendee point of view and being able to access Dozens and dozens of education topics and meet people for business purposes. Um, there just isn't any comparison, you know, to, on the digital domain that that uh, that compares. And uh, and as you said, I think there's a pent up demand. People enjoy communing in person. We're human beings. We're analog beings. You know, uh, until we get a chip and and plant it in our heads, and uh, you know, the experience that is. You know, give Elon digital. Musk another maybe 10 years. And yeah, we'll be there. you know, um, but, you know, trade shows have been going on for hundreds of years. You know, think of it, um, any kind of marketplace and, and not just, you know, B2B, but, you know, consumer shows, boat shows, car shows, you know, craft shows, what have you. People still love to do that in person. Yes, there's been a huge wave over the last year in particular with online shopping you know, a brick and mortar retail is under pressure. But I predict that, that a lot of that's going to come back because the experience of seeing products and engaging with others in person is, is a social experience that we crave as human beings. And, and I believe that that will translate to, hey, we've been online for so long. Let's get back to work. Let's get back in the office. Let's get back on the road. Let's hop on a plane. Let's go uh, to trade shows. Let's go see our customers in person. Uh, this will all come back, in my opinion. Um, you know, and, it, and it's starting to open up. Um, I think the, the progress that's been made with vaccinations and, and herd immunity is definitely moving in the right direction, certainly in North America, in the United States. And, um, you know, the recent CDC Guidelines uh, changing about mask wearing for vaccinated individuals is welcome. Uh, it instills more confidence. And I think uh, cities and localities are opening up um, back to full capacity in many areas and many parts of the country. I think that's just going to keep uh, moving yeah. forward and make it easier for people to get back on the road and get back to in-person events. You, you were telling me before we went live that you went to Walmart this weekend for the first time without a mask. What was that like? Yeah, so uh, Ron, I'm coming to you from my home office here in Northern Virginia. I live near Dulles Airport, uh, if you're trying to figure out where I'm coming uh, from. You live near my parents. My parents live in Winchester. Okay, that's west of me. Um, that's west of you, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, so west western suburbs of Washington, D.C. area. And, uh, you know, I live in the state of Virginia and, you know, it's been, uh, you know, fairly restrictive for some time. I mean, my kids finally got to go back in person to school in the last couple months, Uh, you know, albeit wearing masks and having their desks spread apart. 
but yeah, I was able to actually go in the Walmart, uh, my neighborhood Walmart this last weekend without a mask. And it, and it did, I'll confess, it felt kind of odd, um, but it, liberating at the same time. So um, I also am vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And so I'll add that. Uh, that's why I was not wearing a mask. Um, but I'm also respectful and I wear a mask where I need to and where I'm, uh, you know, required to by businesses and, and locality and, and, uh, by the rules. And, um, uh, and I think it is important that, um, we don't minimize, uh, or detract from health and safety concerns that, um, individuals and companies and localities have. And, uh, and we have to be mindful and respectful of that, that it's not uniform yet across the country. And there's areas and pockets that uh, still have higher uh, numbers of cases and, um, and people have different health uh, concerns or issues. And uh, I think we'll have mask wearing for some time, um, honestly. You know, um, you know it would be great. And uh, we're looking at this, um, you know, not, not to move forward in our conversation about health and safety uh, at the show, but you know, currently we're following uh, the localities guidelines and they do have mandatory mask wearing in place at the convention center in, in Indianapolis. So, you know, I've got a whole line of, of health yeah. and safety questions I'm going to run you through. But um, and so we, we will get there. And for those listening, we'll get there. But I, I want to speak for a moment about the the dealers, the integrators, my customers, you know, the the what makes up the volume of the attendees of the show. Um, what are the big draws right now? And, and so I'm going to ask you, I don't know if you can say this publicly or not, but what are the big name vendors that have said, yes, they're going to be an indie, they're going to be at Cedia? Um, who can you tell us you know is going to be there? Well, it's a great list. Um, you know, it, yes, it's true. The show floor will be uh, smaller than it, than it was two years ago uh, for very obvious reasons. Um, we certainly have a number of international brands that were not able to join us this year due to travel restrictions, shipping issues, et cetera. Um, that being said, you know, we have large brands like Crestron, uh, Snap AV, Control 4, LG, Samsung, uh, Elon, uh, Savant, um, Origin Acoustics, Lutron, uh, and the list goes on. Yamaha. I mean, we have a ton of major brands, Harman, um, you know. Uh, you, you forgot one. Oh, one Firefly, major, major exhibitor. Major uh, exhibitor. Like, and a, and a must-see, by the way. So if you're going to CD Expo, <laughs> please see Ron and his team at, at one Firefly. Um, yes. And, and that's an unpaid plug, by the way. I, I know, appreciate that. I just, we can uh, end the interview right there. There's really not much more to say than, than that. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you know, it it is exciting that these major brands are fully committed to the show, making their plans for the show, um, the new products that they're bringing, working on their stand display designs, um, the training uh, sponsor, uh, you know, in conjunction events uh, that they're going to host at the show. Uh, we've been having tons of conversations every week uh, with these brands, and then you know hundreds of others. So we're expecting 250 to 300 brands at the show this year. Uh, you know, it's probably a third less, honestly, than in space than we had two years ago. Uh, but that trend is very similar with other uh, industry events out there. Um, but more than anything, it's, uh, 
it means that you're still going to see a lot of the great new products from a lot of the great leading brands uh, well worth the trip. And when was the last time you had that opportunity? Again, it was two years ago. I would Um, just add, Jason, that a lot of what makes our industry special, I would challenge, are the people and the relationships with those people. Right. And I mean, in my observation, if there are a third less vendors at the show than the vendors that do show up, I mean, there's just going to be a a tremendous opportunity for networking and frankly, just catching up and probably telling war stories about our last 24 months. (laughs) And and it's just so much more powerful to do that in person than through a, a video conference. And I, I'm the biggest advocate out there on video conferencing. I was doing Zooms before they were cool. Um, but it just, it, it, you, can't, you can't argue that that's more effective than the face-to-face time with your friends, with your customers, with your peers. I mean, it's, it really is priceless. Um, no, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you know, so I mean, there's many different facets and reasons why people attend. You know, another big one, obviously, is the educational uh, content offering from Cedia and and uh, the other you know manufacturer product training, uh, the demo rooms where you can see products and listen well, to them let, firsthand. Let, if you'll allow, Jason, let's go through some of those logistics and and as talk the mechanics of being at the show. As you know it right now, uh, uh, dealers and vendors going to be wearing masks. And might that change? What's well, I'm going to take this point by point. Today, that yep. is our policy, and um, you know we have our health and safety protocols and guidelines on the CDExpo.com website that everyone can look at. Um, we are hopeful that that there will be some changes uh, made by the the local jurisdiction and the convention center. Um, there's a number of other large events happening in Indianapolis prior to CD Expo. So we'll get to see, you know, how things transpire for them as well. But, um, you know, we are looking at that from Emerald's perspective, corporately across all of our event portfolio. You know, what is the recent CDC uh, pronouncement about mask wearing for vaccinated individuals? How will that impact our position with our events and uh, and what updates we may have to make to our policies uh, accordingly. And, um, you know, but I want to stress repeatedly, our number one mission is to have a healthy and safe show experience for everybody attending the show, exhibitors and attendees. That's our, our greatest concern in, in putting on the show and getting back together in person safely. Um, and so we want to be respectful and mindful of that. And, and very deliberate in our, our plans and policies with, with regards to health and safety. And, um, you know, even though it, it may ultimately come to pass that our policies change, and if you're vaccinated, maybe you, you may not have to wear a mask, but masks, masks will be encouraged, um, you know, for, for everyone's safety and protection. Um, we certainly recognize that there will be individuals coming to the show who may not be vaccinated or have health conditions or and they're probably going to wear a mask, and that's okay, and encouraged. And so, uh, but we also recognize that, you know, if you're going to drink a beer or have something to eat, you have to take your mask off. Hello, and then you're going to put your mask back on if that's the case. So, um, we definitely have great plans in place today to ensure a healthy and safe event. We're reviewing those plans, um, as I said, and 
you know, we'll make updates accordingly as, as we're able to. And, um, but that's, that's always been our, our primary focus is let's get back together safely. Let's have a great event. Let's make sure everybody feels comfortable being there and uh, can have a smooth experience. And so that's really what we've been focusing on. We have a question uh, posed here from uh, our folks watching, and I'll put it on screen. This is uh, Mario. He says, Jason, are you considering to provide an online platform for companies that are not able to attend due to COVID? In fact, Mario, I want to say Mario is in Canada, and there might be a Canadian travel restriction there. Yes, and we're aware of that today. We've spoken with a number of brands that um, you know have uh, challenges coming to the show this year, uh, you know, for clear reasons uh, from our friends up north and Europe and Asia. Um, we do have digital exhibiting opportunities. Uh, you know, we have an online digital directory, uh, you know, linked to our floor plan where exhibitors can put on um, videos, product information, etc. Half of these education sessions that Cedia is offering this year will be on demand, and they're selling a you know a registration pass. We'll talk about registration in a minute, um, where you'll have access to sessions on demand. We're also capturing a lot more content uh, this year at the show via video, and so we'll have our stage sessions on the show floor recorded and available on demand uh, after the show. So our goal is to try and have as much of the show experience. Uh, be available, you know, uh, to the, the external industry who may not be able to attend uh, the show. And um, so uh, we're also looking to introduce a new matchmaking uh, platform portal uh, for the show this year, which is a first. And, um, you know, that'll be a new exciting way for attendees to connect with each other and with exhibitors. And um, so stay tuned for more news on that. But uh, it, it also kind of goes into that whole uh, theme that we're talking about of, of the digital experience, right? You know, whether you want to call it hybrid event, virtual event, um, you know, we don't plan to have the, uh, you know, uh, simultaneous, you know, online, everything, you know, live from the show floor uh, this year. But we will have a, a lot of digital tools available that do extend the show experience for brands. Uh, at the show, and for attendees who who cannot attend, will at least be able to see who's exhibiting there. You know, links to their sites, um, how to contact the exhibitors, uh, how to connect with uh, others. Um, so, you know, we certainly encourage uh, everyone to register for the show when the show comes up, and uh, we hope everybody can attend in person. But we understand that some may not, and and that's fine too. Um, and so we're also, uh, with our, our media, uh, brand, uh, CE pro magazine, which many people may be familiar with. They're going to have a lot of coverage, uh, uh, at the show as well. In addition to many of our other media partners in the industry, you know, covering the show videos from the show, webinars, pre-show, post-show, that type of thing to, to really kind of connect the industry together around the in-person event. Jason, I don't know if this is a question for you or a question to members over at uh, the CEDIA um, trade organization, but in terms of education, I know that CEDIA education is always a big draw of the event. Uh, I know that the, you know many of the classes are often sold out, and there are CEDIA education passes. Uh, you know, and and so there's a diversity of courses and curriculum. 
And I'm actually my firm, we're, we're teaching a bunch of courses, I want to say five or six uh, around different themes tied to marketing. What I don't know, and I, 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 of course, I could have asked the questions, but why do that when I could ask you live? Um, <laughs> do, do you know if the, all of those courses are going to be taught to an audience and a virtual audience? Are people going to be logging into those classes or have that option? Or is it only folks that are sitting, you know, six foot separation in the classroom at the convention center? So it's a combination, Ron. They they will have a uh, hundred sessions in total. Um, approximately half of them are are going to either be on demand, you know, pre-recorded and available during the show week and thereafter, or record it at the show and available immediately after, so that that those that cannot in- attend in person can can view those sessions. So there's there's a pass, you know, conference pass that will include both the in-person and the on-demand sessions. Um, They're still planning to have the in-person, you know, sit in the room, see the speaker, you know, um, engage discussion Q&A, uh, as has been done for many years. And, you know, we did a tour of the convention center last month together with the CEDIA team and looked through all the meeting rooms and, and how those are set. I mean, today, the rooms will be set for social distancing. You know, and there are some capacity limitations on the rooms, but we've combined rooms so that we can accommodate uh, as many people as possible uh, around the sessions. And then, as I mentioned, you know, we'll review that and hopefully capacity limits increase and then we'll be able to, to fit more people in, in the rooms and so forth. But they have a very robust program planned this year, you know, tracks for the business owner, for project managers, sales and customer relations. Um, system designers, technicians, and uh, a lot of talk around the uh, CDS certification. And of course, we have manufactured product training sessions as well from the brands talking specifically about their, their products and solutions. So very robust program, great slate of speakers. Registration is going to be opening June 9th. So it's not open yet. It's coming. Well, let's, let's talk weeks. about that for a minute. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on the screen... And so it's important to first note that you cannot yet register, but you can pre-register to be notified. And so I'm going to put on the screen, and maybe you can describe to our audience what we're seeing here. So when you first go to cdiaexpo.com in your browser, should be a blue box that pops right up that says, hey, if you want to get added to our our e-newsletter list where you'll get notifications and so forth, Put your name and email in there and get on a list. If you've attended in the past, we have likely have your name already, and you will also receive notification. Uh, if you subscribe to CE Pro Magazine, you'll also probably receive a notification. But if you want to be doubly sure, uh, you can go to the website, and when that blue box pops up, uh, enter your name and email, and that'll get you on our notification list and for show updates. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's coming uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll issue a press release as well, but uh, launching June 9th. And that's also when uh, housing is open for general attendees. If you are a CDA member, you, you can book a hotel room now uh, and, and do that online. Um, if you're an exhibitor, uh, you can also book hotel rooms online um, you know, and, and reach out to OnPeak, who's our housing provider. Um, but, you know, 
we're we're getting ready to get everybody signed up and uh, and get it going uh, for the show. But uh, a great program this year. Um, we also have two stages on the show floor. I'll mention our uh, smart stage and our innovation hub stage. And those stages will have sessions on thought leadership on a variety of industry topics, as well as um, manufacturer, like kind of uh, case studies, product-specific solution uh, conversations on the Innovation Hub stage. And uh, that's new this year, the Innovation Hub. Uh, so, you know, a couple dozen sessions, uh, more than that combined on both stages. And those are, are kind of like TED Talks. You know, they're like 20, 20 30 minutes. Uh, they run throughout the three days of the show. Uh, so we'll have a, a published schedule uh, prior to the show where everybody can look and see, oh, this is a topic on lighting, or this is about raising Marshall, or this is about uh, outdoor living or work from home technologies, uh, you know, uh, business challenges, so forth, state of the industry. Um, we have a variety of topics that we're planning for this year. Um, so, you know, we have bite-sized uh, drive-by sessions on the floor. We have the more in-depth uh, conference programming with Cedia off the show floor, off the show floor uh, manufacturer product training and demo rooms. Um, We've also been talking with a lot of the hosted buyer, uh, excuse me, buyers groups out there uh, in the industry and having in conjunction meetings at the show for their members as well. We know a lot of manufacturers are planning their own in conjunction meetings, sales meetings and so forth. So, um, between the convention center meeting space and all the adjacent hotels, it, it's it's just really simple and easy. You know, when you come to the show, like, hey, I'm going to be on the show floor visiting the exhibits. Then I'm going to go take the session. I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to come back. I'm going to meet my friend. I'm going to go see that product demo. It, it's it's all clustered right together. It's very easy, very simple campus to navigate and go between. Uh, the downtown area of Indianapolis is fantastic because all the hotels are literally within a few blocks of the convention center. There's tons of places to to eat and meet and uh, greet. And uh, so that's what I, I enjoyed. And it's been a long time since I've been to Indianapolis. Uh, we went on a site visit last month and it's just fantastic. They are ready for business. It is super clean. Uh, the convention center has been hosting events actually since last June. Uh, you know, they had March Madness there. I think everybody's familiar with that. Uh, you know, hosted tens of thousands of people uh, through their building. They've had a lot of uh, public events. They've done all these events safely and effectively. And um, so they're ready for business. And uh, so we think it, it's all going to be a, just a great environment to get back to in person. It's been. Uh, I think 2012 was the last show was in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, of course, CEDIA's headquarters is there in the suburbs of Indianapolis. Uh, and it's a great destination to, to get to. So I think everybody can easily plan to you know, come to the show, navigate, divide your time you know, uh, effectively between education, networking, meeting with manufacturers, um, socializing with your friends. Heck, they even have a uh, um, ballpark right next door to the convention center, and there are uh, uh, Indians games there. There, uh, I think it's AAA or maybe it's AA um, minor league uh, baseball right next door on Wednesday and Thursday night during the show week. So uh, you know, there's plenty to do. Museums, 
great place to bring your family, Indianapolis. Um, so we're really excited about it. Um, if I sound, do I sound excited? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. sound excited. I, I've got the map pulled up for those listening on the, on the podcast. I've got the floor plan pulled up on the screen. Uh, and by my estimate, it looks like Crestron wins the award for the biggest booth. Yes. Am I doing the math wrong here? No, that's correct. Ah, oh, they're coming out. They're coming out swinging. That Absolutely. Is- you know, they had uh, they were supposed to come back last year, and then unfortunately, the show was canceled. Um, and they're so they're fully committed and uh, coming back in a big way this year. Uh, they'd taken a hiatus for for a number of years from the show. Um, really back uh, in a big way. Um, very excited to have their support uh, for the show. Um, and, you know, I think it also helps up the game for all the manufacturers coming back. I, I think it's a big boost, um, you know, having uh, Crestron. Um, like I said, we talked about a, a number of the major brands that are there um, and a great variety of, of products. I mean, lighting, audio, video, control, security. Um, you know, we've, we've got everything, uh, you know, that you need to see to put a system together. Question for you, Jason, on uh, the flow. Like, so I'm zoomed in here. First of all, I've got the, the whole map filling the screen. And mm-hmm. is everything on one level, or yes. is this? Am I looking at multiple levels here? This is the street level view. Um, <clears throat> if you're if you're coming in from like the left side of that plan, uh, or the bottom side of the plan from the street. Okay. Um, you know, most of the Jason hotels are on the bottom side of this plan. If you're looking. Uh, you know, directly across the street. Um, but, you know, registration is right there on the main level uh, adjacent to the CD association. All right. Um, so education rooms right re- there. registration is on this main hall. It's up here to this yep. upper side. And mm-hmm. so as you, is it fair to say most people will enter the entire show from right around this registration area, this where Savant, Lutron, Sonance, Legrand, where these, you know, snap control four. It, or is there an additional way to enter down here at the bottom where I see Sony, yes. Harman, Samsung, Crestron? We have, we have hall entrances all along uh, the lobby into each section of the hall. Um, today, the entrances are like one way into the hall, one way out. You know, we've kind of the right side is the entrance, the left side is the exit. And we have designated uh, from the exterior of the building, some of the entrances are going to be entrance only, exit only. Um but once you're inside the convention center lobby, no matter which side of the building you you come from, from the street, uh, once you have your badge at registration, you can enter the building, you know, it may be the first morning you get there, uh, you enter the hall uh, when the hall opens, um, you know, and you're going in there by the Lutron booth, you know, uh, or maybe you already have your badge and you're coming back to the show and you you're entering on the side of the hall where uh, Crestron is, you know? Um, and so once you get in, you'll be able to flow around um, the, uh, the pink uh, wide aisles. There are major thoroughfares that kind of connect the two halves of the hall. And, um, and then also you can see in the plan there at the bottom, we have some of the, what are called MPT rooms. Those are manufacturer product training rooms. And then, you know, over to the left uh, we have uh you know, some more manufacturer product training rooms there. Now there is a second level above this. And actually 
I think on the top of our webpage there, you can navigate up to the second level. Um, we, might, we might quickly be going above my pay grade here. Yeah. Well, it, it, there's a way to do it. But essentially, the second level is meeting rooms. So we have Got you know, uh, some ballroom space upstairs, additional set, uh, kind of a mirror image of the CDA meeting rooms there on the second floor that they're also using for sessions, uh, some manufacturer product training, uh, partner group uh, meeting space, et cetera. Um, but generally speaking, this is the main thoroughfare, the ground level, you enter the building, you can get in the hall. There are concession areas inside the, the hall, the food court area in the lobby. Uh, you know, we're gonna add seating areas in there. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, you could cross the street or uh, go one block down and go to the Steak and Shake, you know, or uh, there's a mall down there as well. And uh, two blocks from the convention center that has a food court as well. So the restaurants and the hotels, I mean, there's, there's plenty of dining options for, for lunch breaks or, uh, you know, cocktail after the show, et cetera. Um, and, gr and great places to meet up, um, you know, before, during, and, and taking a break during the show. Um, I, I, I did not yet uh, ask you, I meant to ask you just a few minutes ago, in terms of uh, historically at these events, there are sound rooms, like where you go yes. listen to the latest, you know, speaker audio package or surround audio package. Are those going to be at the event this year? Yes. In fact, uh, we're going to have about 10 uh, sound rooms on the show floor. Uh, we also have some meeting rooms off the show floor that we call HPAs, high performance audio rooms. So we have some of those that earmarked now. Uh, and we still have companies signing up for them. So uh, we definitely will have that. We know a number of exhibitors will also have similar setups in their exhibit booths, you know, so, uh, you know, an enclosed area to demo product uh, as well. And, you know, that's a, a very uh, traditional feature of the show, a highlight and a reason a lot of folks come like, I want to hear these things, you know, and uh, see how they work. So that certainly is uh, a component that will still be featured at the show this year and um, something for folks to look forward to. Awesome. I want to give Michael a shout out. He says uh, he can't wait to go. So thank you, Michael, for that comment. And uh, Sean says the same. He says, looking forward to it for sure. Um, what What is, uh, I know you've done some surveys publicly. I think you've done them through CE Pro. Uh, maybe you've done them beyond that. What is the consensus around um, uh, attendance at the show? So that's also a big question. So the first question was, are you doing a show? Second question from exhibitors, how many people are going to be there, Jason? Uh, I don't have a crystal ball that will tell me exactly how many folks will be. But no. yes, we have done some surveys. So I have two, two data points I can share. We did a uh, attendee sentiment survey last month um, in April to past attendees. And 70%. Uh, and we had, I think, 1,200 respondents, but 70% said that they were definitely or likely to attend the show, um, which is was fantastic. Um, we have a little poll on the cdexpo.com website that a number of people have answered uh, in the last uh, month or so, and a very similar uh, response uh, ratio there. Um, separately, uh, there's a trade show group called Freeman large uh, general service contractors in the trade show industry across many, many different sectors, um, one of the largest companies, they have a research group. They just recently fielded a study that said 84% uh, 
if I, I think I have the number right, 84, 86%. Definitely plan to travel this fall. They're, 74% said their companies are easing their travel restrictions or will not have travel restrictions. So that also reinforces and bodes well about the desire and intention uh, that uh, folks have to come back to in-person events. So this is very encouraging. We will do another uh, attendee sentiment survey in June, just to you know, we'll open up registration, then we'll do another survey and just say, hey, it's, now that things keep improving, uh, you know, out there with the pandemic, uh, you know, and, you know, things are changing. Does that change people's attitudes and ability to travel and so forth? We're also hoping and we're hearing, uh, you know, from some of the international countries that, you know, hopefully some of their travel uh, bans start to ease uh, and they're being reviewed this summertime. So, you know, hopefully in July, we'll see a lot more access uh, for travel open up and uh, hopefully our international guests uh, will join us. Um, so we're very optimistic about uh, attendance this year. But I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say this. Is this, breaking, is this breaking news? I'm, well, I'm just going to say this. What other opportunity have you had to go see hundreds of brands in person in the last 12 months? Yeah. Zero. So let's yeah. say we have 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 people. There is no other trade event in this channel Anywhere in the United States that's happened where you'll see thousands of people. So I'm speaking directly to exhibitors that haven't signed up for the show yet and exhibitors who are in the show. This is a great opportunity. And for those of you that want to meet your colleagues and buddies that you haven't seen in two years, this is the, the perfect opportunity to get back. This to is where the party's at. The party's yeah, in exactly. Italy. So <laughs> uh, in some respects, and I'm not, not to minimize, you know, the, the value of, you know, marketeers put in headcount and so forth, trying to calculate, uh, calculate ROI. But it's about the quality, you know, from an exhibitor perspective. It's about having the industry come back together. And people who make the trip are, are going to be glad to be there, glad to see the exhibits and glad to take the education. And, uh, and that's why I think it's so important. Um, you know, we get so fixated in the past on numbers. You know, oh, thousands of what's the attendance? You know, I think I think that's changed now. Uh, the view of what's valued. You know, we've we've all learned to do this digital uh, experience over the last year, but getting back together face to face, having quality conversations, talking with people who are seriously interested to know what's coming out next. That's number one reason, by the way, that in every survey in any industry. <laughs> Why do people come to a trade show? They want to see new products. Uh, and it's also one of the top reasons that an exhibitor comes to the show. They want to show their new products. So um, I'll just say that, that regardless of whatever the final attendance number is, and we hope it's as great as possible, um, you know, it'll be a, a great show. And to your point, it, it means it's a great opportunity for those that do show up to connect with the brands that are there. And... Um, you know, I don't want to use the word it's going to be more intimate or whatever. It's a great show. It's going to be a big show floor and a lot a lot of walking around still do and a lot to see. Um, so that's what everyone should be excited about and look forward to. Well, I agree entirely, uh, Jason. Jason, for those that are are tuned in and uh, they want to get in touch with you directly or, or learn more about the show, maybe they have more questions. Um, what, what are the directions you want to give those watching or listening? 
Well, there's a lot of information at cdexpo.com, and you can certainly contact us uh, through the web form there as well. And there's links there, list of you know uh, my information, uh, or my colleagues' information on there. Uh, if you're interested in exhibiting, or you're interested in attending, or you have questions, there's a lot of FAQs on the website now about health and safety, about travel, about the hotels, uh, about the conference program. So please take the time to visit the website. It gets updated regularly. Um, but if you like to email, it's uh, jason.mcraw, M-C-G-R-A-W, at emeraldx.com is my email address. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I don't do a, a ton of tweeting, but uh, my uh, handle is uh, Mr. Show Guy, uh on Twitter. And um, you know, uh, appreciate the, the follows. And uh, please uh, connect with us on on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, follow uh, the hashtag uh, CD Expo 2021. Um, you know, the CD uh, HQ hashtag that the association uh, uses will also post a lot of information about their programs and uh, what's going on at the show. Um, and of course, uh, pay attention to the CE Pro uh, website and, uh, and magazine. Uh, so there, there'll be a lot more information coming. Um, Stay tuned for registration opening. And uh, more than anything, I'll look forward to standing there right in the lobby and, and uh, greeting you as you come into the hall. So it'll Amen. be my pleasure. I'm going to put on the screen here, we have the CD of Godfather here in attendance, uh, Ken Erdman. Uh, and he says <laughs> he'll be there. So, uh, Ken, thanks for tuning in and uh, chiming in. And, Jason, it was uh, a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in Indy in September. Thanks a lot, Ron. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you there. All right. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Automation Unplugged. For a full transcript of this show and all previous shows, head over to our website at onefirefly.com forward slash AU. There you'll find links to all transcripts, show notes, Facebook Live recordings, and resources mentioned during the show. If you enjoyed this episode and like to hear more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are at One Firefly LLC on all platforms. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Automation Unplugged as we dive deeper into technology trends and the fascinating people that make up the custom integration industry. Bye for now.